0: An anthology about the bad, the short lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV.
1: Punisher, control! Hey, before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Oh, so
2: Episode 438 Submission. The Adventures of Briscoe County, Jr. The Adventures of Brisco County, Jr. aired on Fox from August 27th, 1993 to May 20th of 1994 for a total of 27 episodes. So it's a crock block plus 11 more episodes. So that's 11 more then the number of episodes, of course, of Uncle Crack's Block. The Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show. Tiger King. Schooled. uh, number of aired episodes of Salvage One. J.J. Starbuck, Little Bush. Misfits of Science. Jabberjaw. I, Jabberjaw. <laughs> I forgot about Jabberjaw. Well, there's going to be some theme music here, but I'm going to make a note about the theme music when we get to the end. But... Let's just play this great theme music to Briscoe County Junior right here. And let me just say, this is great theme music. So it makes sense why they used it for baseball on NBC later. Well, guys, it's Fox in 1993. So Parker Lewis is gone at this point. It just ended. And what?
3: 90210 is going into senior year, and it's about to lose some of its luster there. Yeah, And
2: Living Color is getting along in the tooth.
3: Melrose Place hasn't gotten
2: really raunchy yet. Oh, no.
0: Married with children. This is the season they went on the downcline when they added that uh, character Seven.
3: Oh, Seven. Ah. Oh. They tried a lot of things on Fox in this time. Everything from Herman's head to eventual cover. Whoops. Whoops, indeed. So for Fox,
2: what do you do to try to get people... Interested in your network on Friday nights in 1993. You create a Western?
3: Okay. Well, not just any Western. It would have to be something akin to the wild, wild West of old. I mean, yes, it's a Western, but at the same time, it has steampunk elements. It has some futuristic sci-fi things thrown in.
2: That's right. So you have to make it a weird-ass Western for Fox. Who do you get to play the lead character in your western? Oh, I got it.
3: How about the guy from Army of Darkness? This is way too niche for the guy from Army of Darkness. Actually, you know what? Yeah, it makes sense. And it's not like Bruce Campbell, who would ultimately play the role of Briscoe County Jr. It's not like he doesn't have a history as a genre actor. If I recall correctly, this is two years after he played Cliff Seeker in The Rocketeer.
2: He wasn't in The Rocketeer, silly. He wasn't? No, he wasn't in The Rocketeer. I thought
3: he was in The Rocketeer. Why did you think he was
2: in The Rocketeer? He wasn't in The Rocketeer. I've seen The Rocketeer. I've watched The Rocketeer 9,000 times. Now you got to remember, Chico. I'm alone.
3: Little- oh, that was Disney. Billy Campbell.
2: Billy Campbell. <laughs> Wrong. We <laughs> got the first letter in the, in the name and the last name, but not the whole name.
3: So, Bruce Campbell, a genre actor in a specifically genre series that was spun off as a good idea after somebody. Presumably the creators, Jeffrey Boehm and Carlton Cuss, watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and said, you know what? That's not a bad idea because you watch this show. I know you watch this show, Greg. I watch this show. You get a sort of Saturday matinee feel like the Indiana Jones and the Star Wars and that sort of thing. Yeah, you do get a
2: vibe to that sort of thing in this show. I remember watching this in reruns on TNT, like, in, well, like, 97 or so.
3: Jeffrey Bohm and Carlton Coos, who have, up until now, written Lethal Weapon 2 and Lethal Weapon 3, decided to collaborate for this show and pitched it to then-Fox executive Bob Greenblatt as a television series because of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He wanted a show, according to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, that had a style similar to the Indiana Jones movies, while Q stated watching old serials and noticed that many fell into two genres, westerns and science fiction. This gave Bowman Q the idea to combine the genres and decided to emulate the serial style For example, each act within an episode begins with a title, usually a pun, and ends with a cliffhanger. All of which is to say, we're going to have as much fun with this as we can. Historical accuracy be damned. Yes, screw that. In fact, Carlton Cuse told USA Today, quote, We're not approaching this show as if we're doing a period piece we see it as a contemporary program. Our characters just happen to be living in the West with 1990s sensibilities. The Indiana Jones movies were period pieces too, but you never thought of them that way. End quote. All right, let's get into the
2: cast. Now we all know we've mentioned it. Briscoe County jr. Of course, played by Bruce Campbell actually auditioned for this five times to get the role, but who else do we have in the cast of this show? Chico.
3: We have his rival, Lord Bowler, an ill-tempered bounty hunter who's a competitor and occasional collaborator with Briscoe County, played by Julius Carey, who would be the proprietor of the pizza place on Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Oh, yes. Two Guys, a Girl,
2: and a Pizza Place, which we will be covering next year for a very special month that was a thing on TV. You have an idea of when that's going to be. But I just want to be clear right now. When we do that show, we're only going to talk about the episodes involving the pizza place. We're not going to cover the rest. We just want to talk about the pizza place.
3: If Nathan Fillion is listening, sorry. Me being me, I would know him best as the Shogun of Harlem, Shonuff, in The Last Dragon.
2: Oh, The Last Dragon. Barry Gordy's epic. Was it was Apollonia in that or was it Vanity? It was Vanity, dude! Okay, one of those two. One of the two people that was with Prince.
3: <laughs> this is like Billy Campbell and Bruce Campbell all over again, isn't it? Yeah, well... <laughs> and then we have Socrates Poole, a lawyer and the employee of the Robber Barons who hired Bristow County Jr. sent to supervise him. He's played by Christian Clemenson, who won an Emmy for his work on Boston Legal as a guest star. He was in several acclaimed films like Hannah and Her Sisters, Broadcast News, Apollo 13, and The Big Lebowski. I remember him in the last three seasons as Dr. Tom Lohman, the wise-beyond-his-years coroner, replacing Candy Alexander and or Megan Lynn. Ichi character on CSI Miami.
2: Of course you'd know him from CSI Miami. You're the CSI Miami expert.
3: I am. I can tell you right now. In the 10 years of CSI Miami, they had four coroners. The first one, Alex Woods, played by Katie Alexander, left on her own accord to spend more time with her family. The second one, Tara Price, played by Megalyn Ichi okay She got popped for stealing drugs from crime scenes. In real life, no, for character. Oh, care. Oh, if it was real life, that would be something else. And then there was the one who replaced her, who got shot in the head on her first day. And then they wrap up the series with Christian Clemenson's character, Dr. Tom Lemon.
2: Wow. Oh, playing Dixie (laughs) Cousins. What a name. Played by Kelly Rutherford. That she serves as the love interest for Briscoe County Jr. in this series. Oh,
3: she would.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, Chico, do you have any information on the IMDb page of Miss Kelly Rutherford?
3: She was in Melrose Place. She was on Generations back when that was a thing. I don't even know what
2: Generations is. What's Generations? Generations
3: was sort of an attempt by NBC to pretty much make current the soap opera because we had several generations of uh, racially diverse cast.
2: Now, guys, we got a horse on this
3: show. The horse's name is Comet.
2: Horse. Because obviously, Briscoe County Jr., where's he going to get around? They don't have cars in the 1800s. Imagine
0: if Comet was a dog.
2: Could you imagine the crossover where Comet the dog from Full House time-traveled and met Comet the horse from Briscoe County Jr.?
3: We have some recurring players, too, as Professor Albert Wickwire, an eccentric chemist-physicist An experimentalist who assists County in adventures and seeks to learn more about the orb because all of this is happening in pursuit of an orb. We'll get to that in a moment, but got to tell you who it is. Playing Professor Albert Wickwire, the legendary John Astin.
2: That's right, Gomez Adams himself. And we talked about him back in Erie, Indiana.
3: And then we have, as John Bly, a flamboyant and psychotic outlaw who turns out to be a fugitive from the distant future who has traveled to 1893 to steal the orb, Billy Drago. He was the villain in The Untouchables and Pale Rider.
2: And then we have one of Bly's henchmen called Peter Hunter. That's Peter with two T's, played by John
3: Piper Ferguson John Piper Ferguson best known for this show and also Tomas Burgess on the Battlestar Galactica prequel Caprica and Tex on the TNT series The Last Ship James Kendrick on USA's Burn Notice and Jack Soloff on USA's Suits which means He was in the cast with Megan, the Duchess of Cambridge.
2: No, that's Megan, the briefcase girl on Deal or No Deal. Thank you very much.
3: Whatever. So those are our players. Let's go rustle up some cowboys and see what we can find.
2: Okay, well, I got all the recaps from the iTunes descriptions. Let me all read them off right here. Starting with the pilot. Bruce Campbell stars as Briscoe County Jr., a courageous bounty hunter in the Old West who seeks revenge against the outlaw gang that murdered his father.
3: Playing his father, Briscoe County Sr., the legendary R. Lee Ermey.
2: Oh, yes.
3: Full metal jacket, everybody. And, of course, a veteran of the Marine Corps for 11 years in real life, Semper Fi.
2: And he was the voice of the army men guy in Toy Story. Do we have anybody else in the pilot?
3: Uh, playing Amanda Wickwire in this episode, at least. And this is Albert Wickwire's daughter, I believe. And Trumpko.
0: Oh. Leslie
3: Burke from Saved by the Bell, the college years, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man.
2: But, oh, guys, playing a defended in this episode. Future, it was a thing on TV Hall of Famer,
3: the late, great Terry Funk. And in a role as a judge, another future, it was a thing Hall of Famer, Burt Remsen from It's a Living.
2: Oh, man. They got everybody in this pilot.
0: And there's even more, believe it or not. Oh. Playing Kenyon Drummond in this episode is Robert Fuller from Emergency. Emergency.
2: Alright, episode two, The Orb Scholar. Briscoe is betrayed by an old friend who works for the ruthless John Bly, but is saved by Professor Coles, an elderly scholar who has learned to control the power of the mysterious Orb.
3: And this is basically the Orb, as it's known, is central to the entire series. In the role of Professor Ogden Coles, from brothers, Brandon Maggart. Also, and we say this every time we bring up Brandon Maggart, father of Fiona Apple. Episode 3 No Man's Land. Briscoe,
2: Professor Wickwire, and Lord Bowler help save a town inhabited by women from an attack by a vicious gang of outlaws
3: couple of names in this episode start with sheriff jenny taylor denise crosby
2: oh yes tasha
3: yar from star trek the next generation season one and as a guy by the name of Gil swill judson scott lieutenant james from the original V series but also
2: let's remember he was uncredited as Khan's henchman in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Episode 4, Briscoe and Jalisco, Briscoe, Socrates, and Dixie try to prevent a mercenary bandit from selling a stolen shipment of rivals to a power-mad Mexican
3: revolutionary. Playing said revolutionary, General Saka, Miguel Perez. Wait. No... What? Sorry, what? Is
2: this the Miguel Perez from Juana Man?
3: No, that's Miguel A. E. Nunez.
2: Oh, whatever.
3: No, this is Miguel Perez from an episode of Seinfeld. Two episodes of Fear the Walking Dead as El Matanfe. And five episodes of The Show Must Go Online, whatever that is. It came out in 2020, which means it could be anything. Yeah, it was the pandemic. You could put any
2: shit online and people were <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're desperate for something.
3: Playing Emilio Pena, Michael DeLorenzo, two or three years before New York Undercover.
2: And we all know, Chica, how much you love New York Undercover.
3: I'm a big fan of New York Undercover. You know what? F Law and Order, F Homicide. No, don't F Homicide because yeah, rest in peace, Andre Brower. Yeah, but well, F Law and Order, New York Undercover is some of Dick Wolf's best work.
2: Oh, Malik Yoba.
3: I'm a big fan of Malik Yoba.
2: Okay, episode five, Socrates' sister. Frisco meets up with Socrates' sister while tracking a band of counterfeiters.
3: Playing Socrates' sister, Iphigenia Pool, Judith Hogue, from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That's
2: right. And she has a NECA figure. And we all love the NECA figures, right, Mike?
0: I'm waiting to buy actually three of them right now. I just don't know if I want to buy it right now when I need to buy Christmas gifts, but in my Amazon cart, I've got the Alf NECA figurine, and on Best Buy, I've got the Earl Sinclair and Baby Sinclair
3: figurines.
2: And let's just say the Earl Sinclair figurine is glorious
3: couple more names in this episode playing Jack Randolph William Russ who would be uh Corey's daddy on Boy Meets World.
2: Boy Meets World's gonna play a factor when we get to the end.
3: Got another name playing a farmer, Owen Bush, best known as Crimshaw from Our House from nineteen eighty six to nineteen eighty eight. Or Mr. Boone in The Last Starfighter, if you remember that movie.
2: Oh, I do. I have the Arrow Video Blu-ray sitting in my collection. Episode six, Riverboat. Briscoe, Socrates, Lord Balor, and Dixie join forces to arrest a murderous Louisiana gambler from John
3: Bly's gang. Couple big names in this episode. First one playing Brett Bones, Xander Berkeley from 24. And he's in Apollo 13, and then as Randy Hatchet, that's a sharp name if ever i heard one, Don Stroud. He was in a whole lot of stuff. He was in um, License to Kill, 007 as Heller, Django Unchained as Sheriff Bill Sharp, and played Jesse in the Buddy Holly story, but perhaps best known as Father Bolan in the original Amityville Horror from 1979.
2: Episode 7, Pirates. Arg Briscoe and Bowler joined forces to capture a marauding outlaw and his gang who costume themselves as swashbuckling pirates in the old west. Arg, how can they be pirates
3: if there's no water in the old west? ARG Playing Oh god, the name of this pirate is absolutely nuts. Blackbeard LaCut. Played by Andrew Devoff. Best known for Wishmaster. Air Force One, another 48 hours, not the original 48 hours, but another 48 hours. And his turn as Ivan Sarnoff, Russian mob boss, on a series-long arc on CSI Miami. Playing Charlie Sims, Adam Wiley. Oh, yes. From
2: Picket Fences. And he was in Santa with Muscles. With Mila Kunis! A young Mila Kunis! And Benkely Jr. And Robin Curtis. And Garrett Morris. Like, the less said about Santa with muscles, the better.
3: Okay, I'm gonna switch to another uh, guy. Playing sketch is Robert O'Reilly, best known as Gowron, on the Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space 9.
2: Episode 8. Senior Spirit. While rescuing a kidnapped boy from John Bly, Briscoe is guided by the ghost of his dead father, Briscoe County Senior. So we get R. Ermy back as a ghost. That's freaky.
3: Not as freaky as the guy who plays Jason Bartley in this episode. Jason Marsden from Boy Meets World and a goofy movie and Full House.
2: And Erie, in Indiana. Because he was in the last six episodes of Erie, Indiana.
3: And previous entry, the monsters today.
2: Yes. I think he's built his Hall of Fame case. Episode nine. Briscoe for the defense. Briscoe uses his Harvard Law School education and investigative bounty hunting skills to defend a college classmate who is on trial for murder.
3: So in this episode, playing Cassie Crow is Carol Houston. She was into episodes of Viper and 15 episodes of Matlock and 15 episodes of a show that we'll talk about when we talk about it, okay? And then we have as Judge Silent Gat, the late great Tony J. You would know him as Megabyte from Reboot, Sheer Khan from the Jungle Book 2. Magneto and X-Men Legends, and considered to portray Obi-Wan in Star Wars before he was turned down in favor of Sir Alec Guinness. Episode 10, Showdown.
2: Briscoe returns to his hometown to help his childhood friend and her father defeat a gang of murdering ranchers.
3: A couple of names on this episode we have as Annie Cavendish, Jessica Tuck. Jessica Tuck, of course, she is best known for Super 8 and True Blood and Judging Amy. And also playing Olaf Brackman, Anthony Stark, best known as Chad Finletter in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. While we're on genre-appropriate broadcasting.
2: Episode 11. Deep in the hearth of Dixie. Briscoe must locate Dixie and retrieve a cylindrical recording from her that contains an incriminating conversation between the outlaw John Bly and a popular presidential candidate. Now, I have an idea of who the presidential candidate is because we talked about it many times because, as we all know, he's not two different people. And I'm talking
3: about Glover Cleveland. Playing Winston Smiles is David Warner, who was in the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. He was in S.O.S. Titanic. And also, Titanic. Episode 12, Crystal Hawks. While trailing
2: Big Smith, a member of John Bly's outlaw gang, who reappears from the dead with superhuman powers, Briscoe is falsely accused of murdering a robber baron.
3: Playing Crystal Hawks, Sheena Easton.
2: Oh, that's terrific, Sheena Easton. Of course, sang a Bond theme in For Your Eyes Only, but also let's not forget her stunning rendition in Santa Claus the Movie, It's Christmas all over the world.
3: She is still an absolute darling.
2: Episode 13. Steal horses. Briscoe, Bowler, and Socrates must capture the outlaws who stole four secret new inventions called... Motorcycles?
3: What? It's like horses, but with wheels.
2: I'm sure this is not going to last. I'm sure this is going to be like a passing fad.
3: Oh, yeah. There's no way. Playing Juno Dawkins, Don Michael Paul, he wrote Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, speaking of Steel horses, And,
2: let's not forget, it had Don Johnson and Andrew Dice Clay in that movie.
3: This is all coming back to CSI Miami. He played a guy who thought he killed somebody. Turns out, he did not kill somebody. You have to watch the episode to get it.
2: I didn't think this episode would turn into Chico Talks about CSI Miami, but... Hey,
3: with the amount of times you've talked about Tony Shaloub.
2: Well, that is true, because as you all know, I love wings. And I haven't watched the Monk movie on Peacock yet, but I will. Episode 14, Mail Order Brides. Mail-order brides, everybody. I wonder what this could be about. Briscoe and Bowler protect three prospective mail-order brides and an enormous Spanish bull from the cruelties of the outlaw Swill brothers. So wait. They got to protect three mail-order brides and a bull. I wonder if that was the bull that was running around the Newark Railroad yesterday.
3: A couple of names in this episode. As... Sally Dane, I'm guessing one of the mail-order brides, Romy Rosemont, who was seen in the last nine episodes of A Million Little Things earlier this year. She's also been in Big Sky, Station 19, Chicago Med, Law & Order, Barry. And also as Mayor Dix and Lightning Ed, I have to credit them jointly Mark Thompson and Brian Phelps, a.k.a. Mark and Brian, from future entry, The Adventures of Mark and Brian.
2: Episode 15, a.k.a. Kansas. Briscoe, Balor, and Dixie pursue Frank Doc McCoy, an outlaw once married to Dixie, as he attempts to steal the mysterious orb from a military research site.
3: In this episode, playing Doc McCoy... Christopher Rich from The George Carlin Show, and Murphy Brown, and also that one Archie made-for movie, and also 122 episodes of Reba, where he played Brock Hart, aka Joanna Garcia's husband, aka the luckiest son of a bitch ever to share a stage with him.
0: Uh, You forgot two more things about him. What's that? Christopher Rich was on multiple weeks of Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour. Plus, he also played Prince Charming on the Charmings.
3: Oh, we weren't going to talk about that! (laughs) I didn't get the memo! Right, Carol Huston was also on the Charmings. They were married. He was Prince Charming. Carol Huston was Snow
2: White. And the less said about the Charmings, the better.
3: And playing a character named Mongoose... Oba Babatunde from Black Dynamite, How High, and one of my favorite shows ever to come from Netflix, Dear White People. Episode 16, Bounty Hunter Convention.
2: How do you get a bunch of bounty hunters to show up at a convention? You know, when I think about this, I think about the scene in The Empire Strikes Back where Darth Vader has all the bounty hunters together to try to get Han Solo.
3: Okay, nice bounty hunter turnout today. Let's see, we got robot guy, old-timey deep-sea diver-looking guy, lizard guy, who I think I saw get in a fight with Captain Kirk, Boba Fett, of course, thanks for coming, and what are you supposed to be? Raggedy Andy. Get the f*** out of my bounty hunter meeting. Well, think about what a bounty hunter does on the regular. They go out hunting for people who jump bail. So you offer so much of that you're going to get a whole lot of Bounty Hunters together.
2: When Briscoe, Balor, and Socrates attend a Bounty Hunters convention on a secluded island, their fellow Bounty Hunters are mysteriously murdered one at a time. Ooh, so it's a murder mystery. At a Bounty Hunters convention, who would have guessed?
3: As Nevada Cooper, we have Jonathan Sheck, who played Jimmy on That Thing You Do, and Richard Benton in the remake of Prom Night, as Mountain McClane, because he does look like a mountain, we have Rex Lynn, who is best known as Detective Frank Tripp on CSI Miami, as a guy by the name of Edward Hayes, John Hertzler, who is the Alcalde on The New Zorro, the Alcalde Ignacio De Soto.
2: Episode 17 fountain of youth Briscoe, baller and socrates locate professor ogden coles and john bligh and finally discover the secrets of the mysterious orb
3: playing lillian coles is terry ivins who played sam's sister debbie on wake rattle and roll if you remember that far back
2: but she also played another debbie in previous entry second chance 1987 slash boys will be boys
3: And playing Lee Pao is James Hong, known as Mr. Ping in the Kung Fu Panda movies, David Lopan in Big Trouble in Little China, and Gong Gong in the feel-good film of 2022, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Episode
2: 18, Hard Rock. Briscoe and Balor save Balor's former girlfriend, a cafe owner, from a greedy criminal who demands that she pay him to protect her business from a gang of outlaws. Oh, episode 19. The Brooklyn Dodgers. Briscoe and Balor help two orphans claim a valuable inheritance. Oh, so this is nothing about the baseball team. Gisela, do you want to know more information about Roy Campanella?
3: <laughs> two orphans from Brooklyn on their way to San Francisco inheriting $3 million. One of them, Tommy Traherne, played by Michael Cade, who we all remember as Sly Winkle on California Dreams.
2: It was no hang time.
3: Played Roy Shimamura, legendary actor, Clyde Kusatsu. Episode 20. Bye,
2: Bly. Briscoe, Balor, Socrates, and a messenger from the future battle, John Bly, in a final confrontation for the orb.
3: So we have a return of James Hong as Lee Pao, but we also have in an uncredited role as the cop near the bank vault, (laughs) Kane Hodder. We also have as president Cleveland, the man by the name of Richard Hurd, who's best known as Mr. Wilhelm on Seinfeld was also in, several rules on Betty White's off their rockers, if you believe that. Betty White's off their rockers.
2: Episode 21, Ned Zed. Briscoe tries to prevent Ned Zed, an armor-clad criminal, from robbing a bank owned by one of the robber barons, Ethan Emerson.
3: Playing Ned Zed is a man by the name of Casey Shamosko. He was one of Biff's gang in Back to the Future. And Back to the Future Part 2.
2: Was he in Back to the Future Part 3?
3: Probably not. He did have a regular role as Detective Dan Williams on Damages. Episode 22, Stagecoach. Briscoe escorts a beautiful
2: Spanish spy to the Mexican border. Unaware that she's being stalked by an unknown assassin.
3: Playing Bobby Swan on this episode, Ari Spears from the Mad TV, right? Yeah.
2: Who's on Mad TV?
3: And then we have as Ms. Plowright, Eric Foreman's mama, and Pyramid All Star, Deborah Jo Rupp.
2: Fantastic.
3: And then we have as Dr. Milo, Timothy Leary from UHF. And in a credited cameo as Owen, Carlton Cuss. Episode
2: 23, Wild Card. Briscoe Baller and Whip Morgan help Dixie and her sister Dolly recover their deed to a gambling casino in Reno, Nevada from an organized crime family.
3: As Whip Morgan, Jeff Phillips known as a B-2 pilot in Independence Day, played Enzio Tatalia, Louis Giambalvo, who played Major Cardagal in Real Genius, and a witness in Airplane 2, the sequel. Which we know you don't like, Chico.
2: Episode 24, And Baby Makes 3, Briscoe Balor Whip, Dixie and Lee Pao rescue the infant heir to the Chinese throne from a gang of deadly ninjas. Now, guys, you now have ninjas. This takes this show to a new level. We've had some wacky stuff, but now we got ninjas.
3: Playing Chan, Xi Ma from Martial Law and the original Rush Hour movie. And then we have playing... The aide to Chan, Francois Chow, best known as a doctor, in 17 different episodes of Lost. Episode
2: 25, Bad Luck Betty. When Socrates is kidnapped, Briscoe, Bowler, and Whip search for him with an accident-prone deputy sheriff in a small town haunted by a dead killer.
3: Playing Diana Grayson, Jane Sibbett from Herman's Head, and future entry Nick Freino, licensed teacher, and playing Sheriff Hyde, somebody we may have talked about before, Jeff Doucette. So now we get
2: into the
3: series finale,
2: which is a two-porter. First, High Treason Port 1. Briscoe and Bauer are arrested for treason after conspiring with a Mexican rebel's abduction of a newspaper baron's daughter. Now, guys, in this episode, playing Colonel March, Terry Bradshaw! But that's not the only football guy, but I'm going to save that for the next episode. Now, High Treason, port to the series finale. Briscoe Beller and their mercenary friends Prevent a power-mad military general from causing a war between Mexico
3: and the United States. And we have everybody in this episode, it looks like. It
2: looks like they got everybody back. They got the
3: return of President Cleveland, Richard Heard. Of course, they got Terry Bradshaw. They Ken Norton Jr. playing Aldo Butucci.
2: Okay, that's not the big football name in this episode. Get ready, guys, because playing Mason Cowboy Dixon, that is this character's Christian name, Jim Hawball. So I got a question. Do you think Mason Cowboy Dixon hired somebody to steal, like, signals from, like, other bank robbers of when they were going to rob the banks?
3: Note about this episode, Terry Bradshaw, NFL Hall of Fame, class of 1989, plays Colonel March and leads his band of men, Ken Norton Jr., Jim Harbaugh, and Carl Banks as they go to capture Victor Rivers. Oh, Carl Banks! I didn't realize Carl Banks was in this too. All of them are NFL players. He even draws an X and O play for them to follow before they attack Rivers' wagon train. This is terrific. You have
2: Terry Bradshaw, Ken Norton Jr., Jim Love on Carl Banks in the final episode. What a great final episode.
3: This wasn't made to promote anything on this network in this time period, in this portion of history. Coming up
2: in the fall? No. Well, that's the series, everybody. So, how did this fail? How did this not get renewed? Well, guys, I have your answer. In the fall, this aired on Friday at 8pm. First, I gotta get it out of the way. On NBC, you have a show called Against the Green, which is based on a book by Buzz Bissinger starring a young Ben Affleck. And then on CBS, you have like two forgettable shows from 8 to 9, and it had to be you with Faye Donneray and Robert Urich. And a show called Family Album with David Crane, and Morta Kaufman, they'd have a better show coming up on NBC in the following year. But on ABC, well, guys, what was the killer on Friday nights at 8 p.m. of many shows in the 90s? On ABC? Yeah, at 8 o'clock.
3: Family Matters.
2: Yep, Urkel. But here's the kicker. At 8.30... The first season of Boy Meets World. Now, let's be clear. It's not Boy Meets World yet. We're in the Minkus era of Boy Meets World. And we got Hippie Topanga, but you know what? It's still Boy Meets World, and everybody's loving Ben Savage. And Sean hasn't gone to the great takeout business in Philadelphia yet. But in the summer, during reruns, they moved it to Sunday nights at 7 o'clock. Now, here's what it went up against in the summer. So, you had special programming at 7 o'clock in the summer months on NBC. On ABC, you had America's Funniest Home Videos at 7 o'clock. And then at 7.30, and I can't believe this was still on at this point. Granted, it was in its last legs at this point. America's Funniest People at 7.30. But on CBS, 60 Minutes. But here's the thing, guys. On Fox, Brisco County Jr. was the leaded program to this show starring um, David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson called The X-Files.
3: Fox scheduled Briscoe County to be the big hit of that season. But it turns out that The X-Files was that big hit. And the general consensus from what I could gather was that Briscoe County was a show that was ahead of its time. We, with our primitive lizard brains, were not ready for it.
2: But the good news is, the awesome theme song to Brisco County Jr. would be recycled by NBC in 1997 for their Major League Baseball postseason coverage. I'm sorry, Mike, that I had to bring up that, considering what happened to your team in that postseason.
3: I have a quote here from Auxiliary Magazine calling Frisco County one of the greatest sci-fi western epics in television history, comparing it favorably to the more well-known sci-fi western shows Firefly and the Wild Wild West. Echoing that, the Christian Science Monitor said, Folks, there are so few comic sci-fi westerns, they should be celebrated, not cancelled prematurely. If you do have a Bruce Campbell-sized itch that needs scratching, we have news for you. Because after a lot of fan lobbying specifically to the website tvshowsondvd.com. On July 18, 2006, Warner Home Video released The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., the complete series on DVD in Region 1 with eight discs containing all 27 episodes, including commentary tracks from Bruce Campbell and Carlton Cuss, an interactive menu of Briscoe's signature references narrated by Campbell, the history of Briscoe County Jr. documentary, a feature called A Reading from the Book of Bruce, and another gallery hosted by Campbell focusing on the gadgets from the show. Of course, if you cannot be bothered with cumbersome physical media, you can watch all of the episodes right now for a nominal fee on the streaming platform of your choice, be it Prime Video, Google Play, or Apple TV
2: you buy it on iTunes slash Apple TV. It's twenty four ninety nine. What can we say about Briscoe County Jr.? It was poised to be the big hit for Fox in ninety three, but the X Files stole all its thunder, and it became just a thing on TV. But Bruce Campbell, he did fine, and he's in that new thing for a uh, Maximum Effort.
3: Discontinued with Bruce yeah. Campbell. Yes. You know what the first episode was? What was it? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, yeah. Just as a reminder, if you voted for that puppet game show or Sarah, we will cover those sometime in the new year.
2: But we really want to get to that puppet game show because that fell one vote short. It's time to do the Russell Westbrook update. Russell Westbrook. He can sure score triple-doubles, but he sure as hell can't think straight when he's trying to make a pass. It's the Russell Westbrook Update! So the Clippers right now, from the last time we spoke, are on a six-game winning streak. They beat the Warriors on December 2nd, pre pre-Draymond, like, getting into, you know... December 6th, they beat the Nuggets. December 8th, they beat the Jazz. December 11th, they beat the Trailblazers. December 12th, they beat the Kings. And December 14th, they beat the Warriors. I think that might have been the game where Draymond did the, uh, yeah. So here's the stat lines. On December 2nd, Russ had 8 points, 6 rebounds. December 6th, 9 points, 8 rebounds. December 8th, five points, five rebounds. December 11th, 12 points, two rebounds. December 12th, eight points, seven rebounds. And then on Thursday, nine points, four rebounds, two assists. So the Clippers, right now, as the time of recording this on December 15th, are in sixth place in the West at 14 and 10. Four and a half back of the top spot in the West held by the Minnesota Timberwolves. And hold on a second, because I talked about how Russ got into it as a fan. But you know what? Guess what, guys? The fans in L.A., they're showing Russ some love again. They sure love Russ. Okay, who do the Clippers have coming up, Chico?
3: Coming up tomorrow at 1030, the New York Knicks go to town against the Clippers. Monday, December 18th, the Clippers take on the Pacers, and Wednesday, December 20th, the Clippers take on the Mavericks as part of a road trip.
2: Oh, they're not playing on Christmas. That's a shame.
3: No, they're playing on Boxing
2: Day. Oh, well, that's true. They are Boxing Day against the Hornets.
3: Yeah, they're gonna box the Hornets. That's what they're gonna do.
2: Well, that's going to do it for this episode. But remember, you can always go to our website. Over it was a thing on TV. We can listen to the 437 episodes that preceded this episode. We've got all sorts of great bonuses there, including minisodes, live shows, extended versions of previous episodes, everything. Remember we are on all social media including Instagram, Threads, and Mastodon over at It Was the Thing on TV except for Facebook, where we are at It Was the Thing on TV Podcast. And remember if you want to follow us on Mastodon, search for us at It Was the Thing on TV at tvwatch.party. And remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever fine podcasts can be streamed, you're Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeart, Audible, etc. And don't forget we are on YouTube where you can like and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on YouTube to be informed of all future uploads on the channel including what's coming up next time well guys we're going to celebrate the holidays by doing our favorite thing ever watching David Letterman and watching some short films covered by many famous people but that's not all because later on that week well after the holidays are done we got 2024 coming up. And, well, we'll look back on the year that was 2023 next week right here. It was the thing on TV. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you with those episodes next week as we wrap up the year. Wow! Your fans are obsessed.
1: Your fans are uh, maniacal. They're driven. And you get asked to sign a lot of breasts. Uh, now, that's something that rock stars are usually, they usually just reserved for rock stars, but you asked to sign breasts and I'm, I'm told that you're happy to do it. I should say, I do not ask to sign breasts. That would be very, uh, very offensive yeah. uh, in this day and age. Yes, sure, of course. Ma'am, can I just sign your booby? Right. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Right. Uh, I only do it when they offer their booby up to me. Right, right. And then they have opened the, the Pandora's box, if you will, of their booby. Yeah. But, you know, it's not something you slap, dash, and do. It's a Sharpie. It's a very specific pen. It reacts with the skin's oils very specifically. And sometimes it's prone to skip. And then you've ruined your entire signature. Sure. And if you go go back and try and fill it in, you can tell that that's what you did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's important to apply surface tension to the situation. And... I'm a lefty, and it's, it works best if, if I am the guy to apply the surface tension to the boob. The left boob is my favorite one, because that gives me full access from the right side, and normally you uh, apply pressure below the nipple, so that it's... Go right you know, ahead. It's kinda you, know, you go right ahead. Like if I was going to... Here, can you go that way a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure, so sure, sure. The, I would apply pressure here. Yeah. Ow. And then, uh, (laughs) oh, So that this would be a, uh, there would be surface tension there. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got it. Oh, you're going to make one wardrobe guy. Really? Yeah. I'm happy. So. Oh, boy. Let me just say, I'm also very glad that I was never a baseball player. Signing that round shit, it, not, it's kind of weird. You're not signing. You don't need to put the surface tension on while you're talking to him. Wouldn't you like me to demonstrate how yeah, my, yeah, my, right my Sharpie doesn't skip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Applying proper surface <laughs> tension? <laughs> oh, Lord. Ugh. I'll buy your <laughs> shirt. Let me let me know if you feel any lumps. <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling pretty good. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're feeling pretty good. So that's, that's the... Thank you. That's the... right. That's the essence of it. It's, uh... It's nothing I take lightly. No, no, no. Clearly you've gone to engineering school, you've given this a lot of thought. Yeah, but that, that is right where the halter top <laughs> strap will be. So in the summertime, no one's gonna see it. Or yeah. did you do that for workplace? Uh, no, because their favorite thing is to go, have you seen it? Ah. Ding.